Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-882-2093. 800-882-2093. That's 800-882-2093. is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for Radiolawtalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, Radiolawtalk.com. Welcome to Radio Law Talk. I'm your host, Frederick Penny. Oh my gosh, it is a new year and Cal Hunter is blowing us I want, make, I want to make sure you can hear yourself, Fred. Yes, we can hear. There you go. There's Cal Hunter, our our uh, producer, uh, throwing out the vibes. So it's coming in okay, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I'm Frederick Penny, your host with Denise Dirks, Todd Kunin, and our three-time Emmy Award nominated but never a winner, Cal Hunter, producer. And there's a reason why he just screwed up the mics already. We haven't even started. No, we're just teasing. Cal does a great job. Look, he's in there. Just he just he just he showed me his fingers. He just he just told, he just told you you're number one. Fred. I know. That's I'm awesome. From number one. Yeah. No, that was three fingers for how many times you tried to pass the bar? Oh, oh, oh <laughs> three times past the bar. Well, we're going to have a good time. It's January 8, 2022. If you want to call in, it's eight five five Law Radio again eight five 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 two nine seven two three four. Remember, we're talking about general topics of law here. Uh, uh, we're not giving legal advice. Seek counsel. And look, if you want to sleep at night, I had a problem sleeping night before last. All you have to do is you have to go to our website, www.radiolawtalk.com, and click to what? What do we click on, Todd? You click on our disclaimers. Disclaimers while, while, while our producer's trying to find the, the good yes. music, right? And you read those, and you'll be able to go to sleep. Absolutely. But do not... Read our disclaimers while driving, in all honesty. And again, as I always say, probably best not to be reading anything while driving, unless you're one of those Tesla self-driving cars. Okay. Yeah. We can do that. Maybe. Maybe. We're the most exciting, (laughs) entertaining, and sometimes informative show on earth. We are excited this week and uh, the new year to welcome uh, new programming. You know what? They're supposed to print print out our new new, uh, affiliates. We've got one out of Alabama which they forgot to print out for me. I'm going to have to go find it. Oh, no, here it is. 92, 91.7 WKUL in Coleman, Alabama. Welcome. And welcome, WMAY, 92.7 FM, Springfield, Illinois, our two newest affiliates as of this week. Thanks for joining us. We love having new affiliates. I love to hear everybody just joining Radio Law Talk. Uh, if you want to see our... Uh, 
uh, anything about us or, or go to our podcast. We have, a, we have a podcast. Everyone's like, you got a podcast? No, we've got a live radio station, right? A live radio show. And it, then it goes to a podcast. We put it on a podcast, right? And then at that point, you can go to our website at radiolawtalk.com and search our podcasts. And you can click on a word like Theranos or Elizabeth Holmes, and it'll find where we've talked about it and at what segment, right? That's right. And 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 it's not on everything. We're on you know all the big uh, main you know wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, we're, we're on. there. So that's that's kind of where you want to find our podcast. Today's going to be an exciting day because we're gonna uh, we're, we're going to welcome number one Fireside. Those of you who don't know what Fireside is. Fireside is an, a new app that's coming out that they are carrying our yeah they're carrying our show uh, live. We kind of do a behind the scenes with Fireside uh, during the break. We talk to the listeners and let them uh, ask us some questions. We kind of tell them what's going on before we uh, start the next segment. So welcome, Firesiders. We're going to do a case or no case, but we're going to talk about the Elizabeth Holmes trial. That is a very very, stop it, Todd. That is a very, very important trial that we want to discuss because it's going gonna, it's gonna to make – I'm going to say it's going to throw some ice on entrepreneurship, in, especially in Silicon Valley. And I've said that all along, and I'm not say, and, and I don't saying whether she's guilty or not guilty because they said she is guilty and whether or not we're going to talk about whether or not she's going to be able to appeal. And, and, and here's the thing. As lawyers – and especially to our left, we've got Todd, a former prosecutor for the district attorney's office in, in, in Tennessee and in California and has done some public defender stuff. We're going to discuss what we think happened with this trial and what we think the future is. And then we're going to get into a very interesting, important one, which is the Maxwell trial. That one, the Epstein's uh, supposed madam and her trial – and we're pegging it here, and we're not doing this as lawyers. We're doing this as individuals. We're saying there's going to be an appeal, and it's probably going to be won by Maxwell. Oh, yeah. Uh, it is absolutely – there's rules about the jurors and what needs to be disclosed and not disclosed. Remember, we nailed it on uh, Bill Cosby. We said that one's going to be appealed, and he's going to win, and sure enough, he did. So Radio Law Talk, we are uh, a little bit intelligent, but not super intelligent. So without further ado, Cal, let's let people know what Case or No Case is all about. Now it's all time right. to play Case or No Case. Remember, no wagering. It is clearly against the rules. Now I take you to Kansas City, Missouri, or is it Kansas City, Kansas? Anyway, to Kansas City is where I'm taking you, home of the Hyatt, Hyatt Regency Hotel and, of course, home more famously, Todd, to Hallmark greeting cards. The date, July 17th, 1981. The Hyatt Regency Hotel, uh, they had a big atrium lobby area, which was stuffed with partygoers. They were having a tea dance. The hotel had overhead walkways, a unique design in its time. But a last-minute hurry-up order caused a change of design for the suspension systems, and that came into play July 17th, when the walkways collapsed. The concrete and glass platforms cascaded down, crashing down into the lobby. Many deaths, many injuries. Immediately, fingers of blame were pointed everywhere to the engineers, to the architects, the builders, even the owner of the hotel, Hallmark Greeting Cards. Everyone was asking, who's to blame for this, and do I have a case or no case? Fred, this is right up your alley. I figured it's a no-brainer for you. So, so I'm going to go to Todd first. Go ahead, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> go, go to the guy. It's a no-brainer, so I can piggyback off his answer. Good heavens! <laughs> yeah. So, so did did people go and do they have a case? Did this happen? First did this off? happen? And and is it a real case? And did the people who 
were injured or were killed to have a case. Okay, so here's the thing. Fred does this all the time. He says it's not so much about whether you know the law or, or, or what the law is or whether or not this is. It's more about reading Cal and actually looking at this scenario in context. Because at first blush, I would say, uh, let's see, a walkway collapses in a hotel and people are killed and folks want to know if they have a lawsuit. Uh, and anybody that doesn't think, have you been living under a rock your whole life? Um, you'd, and be, so, you'd be shocked. And, and, <laughs> and so because of that, because it seems so obvious that it would be a lawsuit, I'm going to have to say no case. Hmm. That this is no case. Nice, what do you think about this? Well, I just really dislike Todd right now <laughs> because he took my – well, this is what I think. That is like one of about 50 <laughs> different reasons she dislikes me. But so, um, Okay, so this is, this is what I think. I think that we just got through the holidays. Cal, you've been looking at all these different cards. You've got the greeting cards coming in. you got the Christmas cards. You've got a Hallmark all over the house. So you were just trying to utilize that into this case. So because honestly, there would be a case if this happened, but we also would know about this case if it happened. That would be kind of my instinct. And you said July 17th that happened, but no year. 1981. I did say the year, 1981. Oh, yeah. you did say the year? I did, yep. How did I miss that? I don't know. Well, that doesn't help me. Um, I, I'm going to join Todd and say no case. Okay, Fred Penny, what say you about the matter of the Hyatt Regency of Kansas City? I'm going to leave everybody, everybody laying around thinking about this because we've got one minute to go, and I want to... I'm going to stall. I'm going to pull a Denise Dirks and stall. What cause of action would be? I'm not going to talk to you about it. I'm going to think about this because <laughs> I'm, I'm really intelligent. Remember, this is what I do for a living. What I want to know is yeah. if, th if this ends up being a case, uh -huh. did it create a new subcategory for Hallmark cards? We're sorry that your loved one was killed in a collapsed walkway accident. You know, from grandma. <laughs> little from, poems. From, from little Billy. Poems. From, yeah, okay. Stairways come, stairways go. So do you. <laughs> no, oh, my God. <laughs> It's a crash and dash. <laughs> what the heck? Roses are red, violets are blue. <laughs> I think we got to take a break before this gets out of hand. We're off the rails beginning uh, January 2022. Todd's got a longer ponytail. We're going to discuss that, too. We'll be back right after this. Uh, thank you for our wonderful people that support this show. This is Radio Law Talk. As Fred said, we will be back with the answer to case or no case right after this. Commercials and other announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA. I've got to get my car washed. This dirt, it just won't do. The best thing about Quick Cut Car Wash is whenever you go through, the smell in your car is always great, and they have super fun lights and colors. But I don't have no time today. I don't know what I do. Your car smells good and it's clean at Quick Cut Car Wash. And I know this place right down the road. Quick 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 Car Wash. Quick Quick Car Wash. Get the Quick 
quite confident. Hop inside, let's take a ride and watch these cutters shine. Get the quick quack habit. Take a car once a week. Just come and see, I guarantee your ride will steal the show. I like quick quack because of the mascot, Quackles. Come on, quick quack car. So we sell unlimited membership for per vehicle. You can add a family plan and add an additional vehicle at a discounted rate. Don't drive that dirty car. Quick, quick car wash. They'll have you looking sharp. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy too. Thanks, Tax Doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. We specialize in helping the self-employed and people just like you that need affordable health insurance to get it. We have short and long-term health insurance plans, and some even cover dental, vision, and prescription drugs. Don't take a risk with your family's health insurance. It's not worth it. If you're self-employed or now need affordable health insurance, call right now and learn for free how to get it. Listen, affordable health insurance plans for everyone just like you are a free phone call away. So give us a shout right now. 800-670-0940. 800-670-0940. 800-670-0940. That's 800-670-0940. Hey, listen up. Before the weather changes, get new windows in your home and save possibly hundreds on your energy bill. Call the Window Replacement Hotline right now and take advantage of their special savings event. Get your leaky, drafty windows replaced with energy-efficient, beautiful, virtually maintenance-free windows at this year's rock-bottom prices. Our prices are so low, we don't want to scare the competition. The only way to hear about our window savings is to call. Yes, you must call our special toll-free number for the best window replacement prices in town. Get your new windows, patio doors, and more from the window replacement hotline. Get ready for the change in weather. Save on your energy bills. Call right now for tremendous prices on new windows and beautify your home. Call the window replacement hotline now. 800-710-3739. 800-710-3739. 800-710-3739. Boys are weird. All that stuff. Email the show anytime you'd like. Info at radiolawtalk.com. I-N-F-O. Info. Info at radiolawtalk.com. All right. You're back. You got us back here, Cal. 
Yes, sir. All right, we're back. I'm, I'm sure I do, yeah. Thank you to Fireside Chris, and Fireside just told us he knows the answer. I'm going to shout out to him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he said, case or no case, the answer is... Yes, it's a case, and it started Stairway to Heaven, the song. Oh. <laughs> Here's the best part about it. You know what's the best part about him saying that is I looked over at Todd, and he got his perplexed look. He goes, but this was 1981, and Stairway to Heaven came out in 1972. Well, there you go. <laughs> Hey, hey, I, th- hey! Look, I am clearly the Rain Man of rock trivia. Okay, well, this can't work. Uh, but hey. good driver, <laughs> good driver. <laughs> All right, so we're talking about a 1981 case where, at a Hallmark uh, event at the Hyatt Regency, that apparently an atrium fell. Is that right? Well, stairway, stairways that were suspended by steel rods. Okay. Fell. Well, um, and this is what I do for a living, and it is. It again, this is about all about uh, psychological issues. It is not about cases. It's about what Cal is doing. <laughs> is he on his bathroom in the bathroom? Because he he does. Just so you know, on not that I sit there and watch him, but he at his <laughs> office he does have a throne where he sits down and does his thing. A throne and a and, notebook and, and a laptop. And he's got yeah. laptop <laughs> notebooks. And I've been in that bathroom. What the heck? Those laptop notebooks and all kinds of books there. And I think he does, and there's books there that he looks at to determine whether or not he can find a case. So I think this is just so obvious and so simple and so straightforward. It is not a case. It's not a case, Cal. You just made it up. Hmm. Stop whining. Well, let me give you the sad news for all of you. The good news for me, of course, is that Cal, your pal Cal, will get some points here because this is not just one case, but 114 cases were filed out of this. I didn't remember that case. With roughly 140 million in settlements coming out of this. And everybody got sued. I mean, Hallmark Cards got sued. The builder got sued. The architect who said, well, the builder rushed me into a last-minute change. The builder said, okay, but... Is that not your engineering stamp on the plans? Well, yes, it is. Therefore, you're going to wear this. So everybody had to wear this. And uh, the hotel is back and functioning again. In fact, you can get a room there now if you'd like. And you can walk on the overhead stair ramp. But they've been redesigned. So who was to blame? Well, no one particular person. It was one of those cluster deals. And everybody involved was to blame. You know the best part about it, Cal? What? All the lawyers got paid. Everybody got paid. All the attorneys got paid. And next hour, by the way, I'm going to take you to Hollister, California, in an exclusive gated neighborhood for some gunplay. That's next hour on Case or No Case. Great job, Cal. You How do you do, Denise? I'm really proud of you because you are now in second place with eight points. <laughs> yeah, but those of you who are first joining us, those uh, affiliates in Alabama and in Illinois, Case or No Case, we try to get to 50 points, and the first person to 50 points... The other hosts have to buy them dinner. So uh, we're just – Denise t- takes care of that. But who cares about that stuff, right? We're going to talk about Elizabeth Holmes in Theranos. Let me tell you a little bit about us. We're based out of California. I do have an office down in Silicon Valley. Um, I have an office down in Santa Clara County. And uh, uh, my family, a part of my family, lives down in Silicon Valley. In fact, a family home that since 1950s was just sold two years ago that's been there since the 50s, our family home down in that area. I know a lot of people in Silicon Valley. My office is down there. I know what kind of happens down there. I don't have my thumb on all of Silicon Valley, of course, but uh, it's a happening spot. It's where the – it's kind of the epicenter, right, for tech. And uh, even though things have changed quite a bit and there's techs everywhere nowadays, but that's where it all started. I remember back in 1985 going to buy my a, a new computer 
at this company that was right off a, a, a road called Matilda. Those of you from the Bay Area, off Matilda. Mm-hmm. And I bought this new computer, and they assembled it there. They got all the parts from you know outside sources, and I had I was so excited. I had a thirty megabyte hard drive. Wow! Whoa! Thirty you'll never, you'll megabyte. You'll never fill that up, man. <laughs> no, no way. We're gonna fill thirty <laughs> megabytes up, man. Just look at this, man. Driving around, letting everybody know how cool I was. But you know what? Who would have thought in the nineteen eighties or even the late seventies? That someone would say there's a chip the size of my my pinky fingernail that can hold what terabytes and that holds the amount of, of information it holds and what it does is just phenomenal. Who would have thought that if someone in 1979 or 80 said, "I'm going to invent this thing that's uh, the size of my pinky that's going to hold um, you know billions and billions of uh, information and I want you to invest in this and um, and again what we do at Radio Law Talk we argue both sides. And then uh, I'm, I'm going to have you guys give me money, and oh, it failed. Uh, you know what? Uh, and they got sued or put in jail. What would that do with the next people who tried to make a similar type thing, right? It's so we all be on brick phones, Fred. That's exactly right. So I'm not. We're not. Again, what we do at Radio Law Talk, we like to take both sides. Theranos. Well, let me give you a brief overview. A brief overview of Theranos is is an individual by the name of Elizabeth Holmes. And this brief overview, again, I'm going to miss some things, but I don't care. We we want you to understand what's going on. 19-year-old gal at Stanford, by the way. Stanford is right in the the Silicon Valley area. I used to drive by there all the time. I used to work at a firm down in San Jose. Um, And uh, she believed in this. She hated hated needles, right? 19 years old. She was, I believe, some some sort of engineer, like a chemical engineer, one year. And she wanted to to invent a machine that you can pinprick just blood from a a blood drop and you can get more, you know, all that information instead of doing that huge draw out of your veins, right? Which I almost faint too. Just by the way, I hate that. I have to look away because I'm the, I'm the fainter guy. Right? Can, I, can I give you the dramatic background? Give me as some more as, dramatic. As, as you're giving the you, – you go ahead and just keep with what you're doing. Yeah. I'll provide the dramatic background okay, as go you're going. Go, go, go ahead. Sure. Go, and, and, and as she did that, she actually went to one of her professors. They said, oh, it'll never work. And she started out this company called Theranos. Me against the world. That's it. Theranos. What does Theranos mean? I, I, I remember it's a couple of different names combined, but she started Theranos. Um, and, and the exciting thing about this, she went to Silicon Valley. She met an individual, and this individual's name, what was that guy's name? That other Bolani. Guy that yeah, but it's first thing, what, what was his short name? Son? Uh, Mr. Mr. <laughs> I'll think of his first name anyway. In a world. So she starts this company in Silicon Valley and, and gets people excited about it. They're all uh, cheering her on. Yeah. I, can you shut that stuff up? <laughs> okay, his name's Sonny Ball- Balwini. So, uh, look, she starts these tests. <laughs> Sunny and Cher. <sighs> I'm sorry. Most, uh, yeah. Um, and, and, and she gets these investors or venture capitalists. Todd and I and Denise have talked about this. And remember those words. We're going to come back to the words venture capitalist. Because venture capitalist is an important thing. These are not stupid people. Are we ready to go, Cal? All right, let's go out. We'll be back. We'll talk more about it. Commercials and other announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA. Keep listening for an exciting offer from U.S. Men. 
If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain and inconvenience of pricking your fingers over and over again. By wearing a small remote device called a continuous glucose monitor or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers right away. If you're testing your blood sugar four or more times per day, injecting insulin three or more times per day, or using an insulin pump, call today and learn about the latest CGM technology. 800-251-7560. 800-251-7560. We'll tell you all you need to know about CGMs. A CGM can immediately reduce pain. It's accurate, easy to use, and helps you make better diabetes treatment decisions. And with insurance, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Call now to learn more. 800-251-7560. 800-251-7560. Plus, get free shipping and we'll bill your insurance company for you. CGMs are the newest in diabetic technology. They can help you stay in range and manage your diabetes better. Call now to receive your new continuous glucose monitor at little or no out-of-pocket cost. And delivery is free. Remember, if you're testing your blood sugar four or more times per day, injecting insulin three or more times per day, or using an insulin pump, call today and learn about the latest CGM technology. Call 800-251-7560. Copays and deductibles may apply. 800-251-7560. That's 800-251-7560. Are you serious? Oh, that's down. This is Radio Law Talk. Back to the Theranos uh, trial and uh, Elizabeth Holmes. So we were talking about the facts of the case and, and this, apparently uh, this machine that she wanted to make that makes it so that some blood is drawn uh, just by the prick of a finger. And uh, you take this blood drop and you're allowed to see all types of uh, markers to determine, you know, if there's, you know, diseases or this or that. Um, and she's doing the best she can to, 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 to make this and or get this machine that is her brainchild, right? This, and so, to make a long story short, it doesn't work. Uh, she gets some of the some huge investors, and and her board of directors are the who's who. She receives approximately nine hundred and forty five million dollars is what she raised. And let me tell you, being a person from California and a lawyer from uh, California, especially uh, I've got a Bay Area office. A lot of times down in Silicon Valley, it's things happen so fast. And everybody, it's it's a little bit of hype. It is. It's like w once there's a big computer, this this next greatest thing on the computers, things people jump. They jump fast. They jump hard. And 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 we don't hear about the ones that lose, but a lot of a lot of them do lose. But is that just part of the business of investing? Let me tell you, if this worked and they make and they made billions, nobody would be complaining, right? Absolutely not. So um, so here's the way it lays out. This is what the prosecution argued. Now, I'm being general. The, generally, they argued a fraud and concealment using third-party – because they were, they were using third-party machines for their testing. Also, they, they uh, basically stated she uh, overstated her financials. And I say she. 
she's on the chopping block and her other co-conspirator, uh, I, I will never remember his name. What's his name again? Sonny Balwani. Sonny Balwani. Um, and, uh, but there's a lot of players involved. There's CEOs, vice presidents, senior vice presidents, head of tech that she, that, that she would have to use and rely upon, right? And, and there's ones that testified, hey, she didn't listen to me and I said it didn't work or some said that it did work to some degree. Um, they also argued that she misrepre- misrepresented the pharmaceuticals and the military that was backing this. And basically, in, in, a, in short, they argued, that is the prosecutors, that, this, that she just gave a bunch of half-truths. In other words, basically <coughs> technically true, but was not true morally. So, or uh, when you kind of got down to the basics. Um, so anyway, so kind of stringing them along, you would think, Fred. Is yeah, that what you're saying? yeah. Okay, I got it. Okay. And 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 her argument was, look, this was well-meaning entrepreneurship. You know, I made mistakes, I failed, um, but it wasn't intentional. I didn't intentionally try to deceive people. Yes, I may have exaggerated or puffed it up a little bit because that's what people do and that's what businesses do. But I did not do anything. Um, you know, uh, that was intentional. This was a 15-week trial. 29 witnesses for the government were called, and she took the stand for seven days. That's kind of weird, and that's interesting. But so anyway, Todd, go through what she was found guilty of and not guilty of, and let's let the prosecutor, the former prosecutor, talk a little bit about these counts and what it means and whether or not we think that there can be an appeal and whether or not uh, you know, this was everything was done proper. I don't know. Let's get into that, Todd. Sure. She she was facing, like we said, eleven counts. One thing I thought was interesting. We'll go over those here yeah. in just a second. One thing I thought that was interesting with regard to these is that th- there were essentially two classes of victim, two classes of victim in the eleven charges. Victims that were, I guess, what you would call patients. Uh, those that had used the product, and so were they were they harmed because they actually used the product, and then the other was the investors class of individuals and when it comes to those that were patients, she was acquitted on those yeah that's for the, the one for, for the ones if, so for folks out there and i 've heard people say, well, the thing that really concerned me the most about Elizabeth Holmes and Theranos and what she did was ultimately people were relying on these and it put their health in jeopardy because they relied on this. The charges that she was facing that would even closely related to those, those were all acquittals. The ones that she was found guilty of were all investor-based charges. Wire fraud based upon statements made to procure money for use in the business, however they did that. What about like Roger Ailes, who said he had his blood tested by her, and she came back with some kind of result. Now, he was both. He was a guy that tossed in a bunch of money and also was a patient. But but his he was not a patient specifically named as a victim in this uh, in this trial. Those that were named, I say named, they use their initials. Those that were named, uh, those were all not guilties. So what happened was, so there was out of the eleven counts, she was found guilty on four. On all the other ones, they were not guilty. It wasn't no, no, she was found not guilty for the patients. There were one, two, three. That were no verdict. Got it. And those were all investor-based wire transfers. And then the rest were investor-based where she had procured money from investors. So, so they, the jury could not decide with regard to some investors. Those were the no verdict. Those were the, the mistrial, the 
maintain your composure, Denise, the hung jury, if you will, as, uh, <laughs> as it relates to those. How would you like to be on a complicated case like that as a juror? That must have been a nightmare for them. Well, let's think about the investors, though, Cal and True. Todd. Who, here's the investors. Ready? Walgreens, $140 million. Rupert Murdoch, $125 million. ATA Venture Capital, $28.5 million. I might be off a million or two here or there. Partner Fund Management and Fortress, uh, uh, about $100 million. Uh, uh, Henry Kissinger, $3 million. Founder of Oracle, DeVos Family, $100 million. These are very intelligent, smart investors. The Walton Family, uh, about, and it's not them specifically, but some of their, uh, their companies, about $150 million. These are intelligent investors that are supposed to do their homework. You know what? Before, as a venture capital, you go in, you don't rely on a person's statement. You don't rely on what, what the investor says. I mean, the CEO says. You don't rely on the, the numbers. Now, now, if they're manipulating numbers, um, you, you got to be careful there as the CEO president of this company. But here's what I say. Even smart venture capital investors in companies don't trust the numbers of a company that's saying, hey, invest in us. The smart ones go, we don't trust your numbers. We're going to have an independent analysis, right? When you're talking $125, $150 million, they better do a deep, deep analysis. Now, let's back up. Don't forget, you're an investor and you're an intelligent investor. Guess who's on the board of directors? Henry Kissinger, Jim Mathis, uh, a four-star uh, general, George Schultz, uh, former Secretary of State, um, Richard, uh, uh, the former CEO of Wells Fargo, William Perry, uh, former Secretary of Defense, this other individual, a former um, uh, director of some sort of the, uh, uh, the United States Center for Disease Control, all on the board of directors, right? So, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not, putting Elizabeth Holmes up and saying, you know, she didn't do some wrong things. But doggone it, you know what? You come in as investors and you come and you fight because you want to make billions of dollars. And when you lose, you get the government to come after you. I'm not saying that's wrong, but I just worry a little bit about the uh, issue of ice cold water being put on these entrepreneurs. Again, I'm not, we argue both sides, by the way. That's why we're lawyers. Um, I'm not saying what she did was right, but the question is how hard does the government come down on her for being an entrepreneur and really just being flat out wrong? Does that mean an individual coming out in 20 years, 30 years from now with a small machine that's just taken blood from a prick on your finger and we're able to do that stuff? Did this, is this the start of it, That the idea? But I don't, I don't know. Using a third-party machine and not your own, to me, is the kicker. That's the kicker. I mean, that's the intentional misrepresentation. There's another one that I saw pretty big, which is saying that the military is using it. And she also made that representation. So on the other side, there were enough representations that were false that she had to have intentionally done because she knew what was true. Well, and the interesting thing for me is on the using a third-party maker to actually test the blood. So that to me is probably one of the reasons why the patient-based charges were found not guilty. 
because at the end of the day, she acted responsibly to make sure to the best she could that those folks got the information that they needed for their health. And as for the military thing, we may touch on this when we come back. There was one name that really stood out to me, one name. And uh, he was the former head of the military in the Trump administration. Matthias? Mattis. James Mattis. We'll talk about him when we come back because he was on the board and he put up some of his own cash. Uh, Hang on. Put your seatbelt on and tighten it down. We'll be back. This is Radio Law Talk. As Fred and Todd told you, we will continue with the program in just a little bit right here. Radio Law Talk is available 9 to noon Pacific every Saturday, live on RadioLawTalk.com and on many radio stations coast to coast. News on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to RadioLawTalk.com. If you're one of those independent people who want your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In, ready to grow with you. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. My name is Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. I've assembled an excellent team of highly experienced personal injury trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. At Penny & Associates, we will aggressively represent you and your family when someone has been injured in an accident. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. For a free initial consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or call 1-800-616-4LAW and ask for Frederick, Stewart, Rob, Kevin, Kent, or Will. That's Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers, 1-800-616-4LAW. For law. If your loved one has passed away due to COVID-19, pay close attention to this message. You could be entitled to a death benefit of over $300,000. The U.S. government has set up a fund to pay families relief if they've lost a loved one due to COVID-19. We know this is a hard time for you, and this fund has been set up by the federal government to help ease your pain. The compensation includes a death benefit and lost wages benefit. Time is limited, so we urge you to make a free phone call right now. There's no cost to you for this claim. All legal fees are only covered once you receive your money. So if you've lost a loved one due to COVID-19, call the legal helpline right now to find out if you qualify for a cash award. Here's our number. 800-918-7092. 
That's 800-918-7092. Paid for by the IPG Law Group. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. Call now, 800-238-9182, 800-238-9182, again, that's 800-238-9182. I like the Amargosa Valley. Is this real life? This is a great time to call the show. 855-LAW-RADIO. That's 855-LAW-RADIO. Ooh, we got music rolling in, man. I'm dancing to that. Woo! I feel like you need to drop it like it's hot or so. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Amargosa Valley. Why do we put that in Amargosa Valley? Those of you who are listening from Alabama and Illinois, our new affiliates. And by the way, I think we've got a number of affiliates in Illinois. Amargosa Valley is the first radio station it's near las vegas that carried us almost five years ago the first one and the funniest thing in the world when we first started we said and one of the our co-hosts said there ain't nobody listening from amagosa valley and sure enough the phone rang and bill from amagosa valley said yes i am and so uh anyway that's why we always uh, tout amagosa valley in fact they called in not too long ago uh, and said, why don't we hear much about Amargosa Valley? We push Amargosa Valley. Elizabeth Holmes, let's continue to talk. We, have a, we had a great discussion with Firesiders off the air, my friends Stephanie and Chris. A shout out to Stephanie, who's a California woman entrepreneur powerhouse uh, on Fireside. Uh, she had some great comments. And Todd, let's just, we're just, we're opening up here on Radio Law Talk. We just say it like it is. Uh, uh, what were some discussions, Todd, that were important with that? Well, what, one of the things that came up was, and, and this is one that I kind of, chimed in on was it's hard when you look at this case and and anybody who's been around the Silicon Valley, this isn't the only time something like this has ever gone on. When when entrepreneurs come in, they seek investing. Fred, when we were talking about this, the beginning of this segment, you use the term venture capital, right? Venture capitalists. And the Silicon Valley is a hotbed for venture capitalists, people that are looking to invest in up-and-coming technology to venture into it. Note that it's not guaranteed rate of return capitalists. It's venture capitalists. By its very name, it means that there's going to be risk involved in the investment, right? And so investor or people that come up with technology like this or anything else, obviously they're going to have pitch meetings. And to say that the, the truth is never exaggerated or there's no puffery or anything is ridiculous. This happens all the time. And the problem that I've got here is that this is really the first time I have seen the government come in and go after somebody like this who sought funding from venture capitalists and others. And to me, to go after the female 
young, attractive person as the as the one that violated the law here. Everybody else is this is the one we're going after for a violation of the law. Really? You couldn't have picked somebody else to go after that is equally or more egregious. You gotta go after this. It just to me, this is just me speaking, it reeks of discrimination. But I also noticed that the people that were the harmed investors a lot of them, when the when this case got started, when the case was originally filed, several of those that are named either witnesses or investors were also people that had high positions in the cabinet of the administration at that time. Specifically, Betsy DeVos. They Edu- donated a hundred million. Education secretary. Education secretary. James Mattis. Defense secretary. Defense secretary. He's the one that ponied up eighty five thousand. Of Mattis, he oversaw the wars in Afghanistan and Iraq, first met, uh, first met Elizabeth Holmes in 2011 when he was still in the military. When he retired in 2013, retires in 2013, that's when he invests and becomes a member of the board of Theranos. Now, look, one of, one of the allegations against Elizabeth Holmes was that she had exaggerated whether or not she had contracts with the military, right? right. Well, if there was one person... One person who could have looked at that and maybe done some work to verify whether or not that was true. Don't you think it'd be the guy who was the former defense or the former general and future defense secretary for the United States? The one guy. Can't and sits on drop the, a dime somewhere and say, hey, are they looking at this? And, and it could, yeah, sits right. on the board of directors. Right. And, and, and it's, so you look at all of this, and I keep coming away with this. I don't see as as brilliant maybe or smart as Elizabeth Holmes was or wasn't. I don't see her as being the ringmaster, the puppet master, the one that was pulling all the strings and making everything happen. I do see her as the one taking the fall, and my gut tells me it's taking the fall for a lot of other people. And there's only one other trial I know of coming up, and that's uh, Sonny Balwani. That should be like later on the summer. But uh, I I just feel like a lot of people. Cut and ran and left her holding the bag. Hang on, I want and to, I'd like to say something. Go exactly. Yeah, I want a woman's perspective. What, what I think is that she played into her vulnerabilities. And at trial, she was distinctly trying to show that she is a young, attractive person that was trying really hard to do the right thing but didn't. And so I think you bought into it. I think you have bought into her defense. And I think... That the amount of money that was involved. Now, I will give her credit. She paid back a lot of the money. Right. Uh, that the civil side of this was kind of amazing because I was oppressed with how much money she paid back. But the uh, criminal side of this is she did make some very serious misrepresentations, and she made it in connection with getting investments, and that's the crimes that she's been found guilty of. And I don't care if she's a young, attractive woman. I care about what she did as trying to solicit the investments. That's what it doesn't matter who she is, if she's male, female, and none of that. It matters what she actually did that was an intentional misrepresentation. I, I agree with you. And my issue is not that they shouldn't have gone after her necessarily. It's why is it she's the only one they have gone after? Why is it that if this venture capitalism and people making representations has been happening for years, why is it that the first time they go after somebody in this high of a profile case to bring criminal charges, never mind, 
the fact that she was investigated and found liable by the Securities and Exchange Commission, and the reason she had to pay a lot of stuff back was because of rulings by the SEC. After that, they decided to go after her criminally. Why is it that the first time, really, in a significant case, they do it, it's the young, attractive female. Really, there weren't a bunch of other people that you could have ever done this against that were well what's the liability for the board of directors i mean they didn't make the representations they don't know a lot of times but yeah. look a lot, a lot i'd say a lot of people the vast majority did not know what was going on i mean there was only a few uh that knew what they're going on and with on denise's side denise you're right you, you can't do a full-blown misrepresentation i always say if you're going to get money and i have people come to me as an entrepreneur and hey will you invest and by the way i always say this i can't remember one time in my life on a business that I've had, I've asked one person for a nickel. And the reason I don't want to do that, because if I mess up, it's my money that I screw up, right? Not somebody else's. And that's what you've got to be very careful of as a person building a business that you want other people's money. It, it, you better be careful. And that's what she did. And the thing is, not a tune of a million dollars. We're 900 plus million dollars here. But Denise, this is what I want to throw to you as a woman entrepreneur. And by the way, she has built a very successful law practice uh, Denise is very well known for. So she's a woman entrepreneur. What do you think the future is for uh, entrepreneurship in uh, for women, especially uh, in Silicon Valley? And do you think, Denise, that 10, 15, 20 years from now, there's going to be a similar machine like this, that she started the groundwork by at least bringing it up and trying it? What do you think? I think it's within the realm of possibility for sure. I think it's a thought that was thought by her first. Um, she just didn't develop it. Um, but I forgot your first question because you yeah, asked the, me yeah. double questions. Well, well do you think it, do you think it's going to be for women entrepreneurs, especially Silicon Valley women entrepreneurs? Is it going to is it going to thwart it um, or, and or put ice on that, especially uh, those people trying to to start new technology that's that's kind of far out there, by the way. That's a lot down in the Silicon Valley. There's stuff that they're doing that's. Well, that's not going to work, right? Well, maybe. I don't think it's going to have any impact on women entrepreneurs. Honestly, I don't think this is really about her as a woman. It's because it's high profile, number one, because the investors were huge investors. They had a lot of power themselves. And yep. I just think, yep. you know, she had some intentional acts. I, when she testified for right. seven days, she admitted to some of those intentional but, acts. But don't you think entrepreneurs, though, do make mistakes and say things they shouldn't have said that were wrong? Don't you think that happens all the time? I do, but I don't okay. think it happens to this extent. You know, the, the billions and billions of dollars make this case one That's that, the issue. Yeah. That's the issue. Billions of dollars and lots of money. I'm still a kind of guy. You're venture capital. If I tell you I got a Ferrari, you better go check my garage and double check I got a Ferrari. If I don't and you're a big venture capitalist and you got tons of money and you're super smart, you better check yourself and don't be pointing the fingers. Ooh, I just dropped a bomb. We're going to come back after this. Top of the hour. Uh, we're going to do a little bit of news, have some fun, and we're going to talk about the Maxwell case. Firesiders, thank you for joining us. Appreciate it. We'll be back. Nice to have all of you with us, no matter how you're listening to us, whether it's on the radio live or on our app, or rather our website, RadioLawTalk.com, or on Fireside. We're glad you're here. Thanks for turning us on. This is Radio Law Talk. We'll be back with next hour at six minutes after. Don't go away. You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated.
valuable whole life insurance to cover final expenses such as medical bills, burial costs, and unpaid debt. A final expense insurance policy is fast, easy, affordable life insurance that's available to anyone between the ages of 50 and 80. No medical exams, no lengthy questionnaires, and no waiting period. The application process is quick and easy. You can even apply without having to undergo a medical examination. Just answer a few questions and we'll do the rest. With the average funeral costs skyrocketing to $11,000 and Social Security only paying $255, you need simple, affordable peace of mind for you and your whole family. Don't leave behind unpaid expenses, expenses that, if left unattended, will burden your family tremendously. Benefits include a guaranteed premium that will never increase, a guaranteed cash value, and a guaranteed death benefit that can never decrease. To find out how you can get final expense insurance with a guaranteed lifetime rate lock, call LifeCare at 800-916-3594, 800-916-3594, 800-916-3594.